Does Wayne Gretzky have an Instagram? Probably. I guarantee he does not have a Wayne A Wayne Instagram. A Wayne Instagram. Wayne Instagram two hundred. <laughs> Instagretsky. I think somebody's probably made one for him. Gretzgram. Gretzgram. He's another picture of just a trophy, in a trophy case that seems to stretch into the horizon. Why would he need an Instagram? Yeah. Do you think he ever goes on his Wikipedia page? I'm sure he does. If I were Wayne Gretzky, I would... I go on Wayne Gretzky's Wikipedia page all the time, and I'm not Wayne Gretzky. If I were Wayne Gretzky, I would constantly edit my Wikipedia page and just bump up all the stats, all the things, all the records that I've broken. I would just make them ridiculous. No, that's what Messier does. But then again, if Gretzky I were, doesn't have to do that. If I were Wayne Gretzky, I wouldn't have a sense of humor. So. Yeah. Because that's... He's like a blind person who can smell better. He has no sense of humor. Uh, and so he's really good at hockey. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, a lot of hockey players uh, suffer from a similar <laughs> affliction. It must be something in the brain. It must be something in the brain. Because, yeah, not the funniest group. No, not uh, not a lot of personality. Some. Some. Not a lot. Yeah, I feel like if you had more personality, you'd probably play a different sport. Mm-hmm. You know? You might play ball sport. Yeah. That brings us to our favorite segment, listening to the theme music of the hockey sport. Oh, this is my favorite segment. We don't have to talk, and you don't have to listen. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is episode four of the 1700-part series. Episode four? What? I'm Daniel Doney. He's Daniel Doney. He's Stephen Morgan. I'm Stephen Morgan, and uh, we're on our fourth episode. That's huge. Milestone. That's crazy. We have a, a dynasty. We have as many episodes as Chris Tanev has teeth. Wow. Once again, I think it's uh, it's a it's good to note that uh, we you know we're we're not talking about the stories everyone should be talking about. Yep. That's the hockey sport podcast motto. One of them, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, we will always make sure that we don't talk about the thing that everyone should be talking about because that is the main goal of any good podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we're journalists. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, you wouldn't even offer a replacement word. No. You just I, wouldn't say we're journalists. No, I just wouldn't say that. Wouldn't mm-hmm. even think it. No. Didn't go through your mind. Our first Zamboni of this, the fourth episode, is Patrick Kane. We haven't really gone as rough on Patrick Kane as uh, we normally would. We really haven't. He's kind of uh, skated under the radar due to his uh, lackluster career yeah um and lack of any kind of achievement I mean, or the accolades am- the amount that we bash patrick kane off air really hasn't translated to our on-air conversation i can't stress enough and i want to set the record straight we do talk about hockey when we're not on microphone A lot. it does happen yeah. and we save the truly grotesque uh but utterly incontrovertible mm-hmm. statements. That's a word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It almost wasn't a word. Could have said something worse. You nailed it, though. You stuck the landing. Yes. Poor Patrick Kane. We're not going to talk about him this, uh, this podcast. Um, Patrick, if you're listening, tune out. Because we know that you only listen to things that mention you. You know what, Patrick? Unsubscribe. No, don't. Wait. We need all the subscriptions we can. Yeah. 
I'll say something good about Patrick Kane. Okay. I think it's cool. He does celebrations after goals. Yeah, I like it. But his... I don't like his celebrations because I don't like him. You know what? I love his celebration when he gets on one knee and he flaps his hand around. Oh, you know I, mean? I, know like, I know you're joking because like, I hate that. It's like he pulls up his hockey stick like it's a bow and arrow almost. But instead of like pulling it back and shooting an arrow, he just kind of flaps his hand why does he do that it's almost like he's playing a harp it's almost like he's fanning his hockey stick or he's saying come here guys come celebrate with me i'm not even sure what i'm not totally sure i i always took it as somewhat vaguely sexual i think it's um like a type of seizure like Mm, the horn goes off the lights and he can't control his body anymore yeah he starts he just spasms yeah he just it's a spasm interesting that would make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. it's a victory spasm cool Okay, well, like I was saying, I, I like that he does uh, celebrations, but uh, I wish that it wasn't him scoring or breathing. Yeah. Period. Uh, our second Zamboni. Also, never, never, uh, never get in a cab with uh, with Patrick Kane. Uh, another uh, thing we're going to Zamboni is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not going to talk about Tampa Bay. Killing it. We don't even need to talk about them because, frankly, everyone's talking about them. Yeah. They are the filler conversation yeah. of the league. They're really good. Stamkos is good. It's not that interesting. Stamkos good. We were they're, saying earlier, really they are good. the Washington Capitals of two years ago. You know what? They're a shining example of the failure of most sports uh, journalists, which is, oh, let's predict the team that's going to win the next Stanley Cup. Oh, it's probably going to be be the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Edmonton Oilers, blah, blah, blah. I mean, obviously, Tampa Bay is going to be great this year. They got Stam- What, Stamkos just isn't going to be good? Yep. What are you talking about? We're not talking about it. What you're talking, talking about, it. not Tampa Bay. It's also really lame. Uh, people are doing their mid-season predictions for awards right now, and everyone's picking who's going to win what award. And it's just not that interesting to say the person with the most points in the league is going to win the MVP. And that usually happens, but that sucks. That's, so right now the Tampa Bay Lightning is all in the news. People are talking about them because yeah. they're winning everything. And sure, maybe Kucherov is going to win the MVP. But if that's your pick, you shouldn't even make a post. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, make a post if you're going to make an interesting pick. Yeah. And if you're going to say, yeah, the guy that's leading the league, he's doing well. He's going to win. The... You're not doing anything. Yeah. You're contributing nothing. Yeah. Unless you say that the leading rookie point getter is going to mm-hmm. win the Calder. Because that's just interesting. That's super captivating. Cool. Who is that? I'll look it up. Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll look it up later. Maybe we can talk about that later. Besser's wide open. Gets the puck. Tours. Someone not going to win the Calder this year is uh, our third Zamboni. Right, we right. are tired of talking. Have we ever talked about him? We're tired of talking. We're t- I'm tired of talking about it right now. I don't even want to mention his name. Let's just say we're not going to talk about Leon Drysaddle and move on. Yeah, I think that's a harsh Zamboni. I think that's a good Zamboni. Yeah, it's a hard and fast Zamboni. No analysis needed. But there is a fourth Zamboni we're doing this time because uh, in lieu of the Permazam, which we would sometimes do, we uh, wait, wait, wait. Can, sorry, can we? I know, I know, we don't want to talk about him, but we always talk about him a little bit when we Zamboni him. I think one of the reasons why we should Zamboni him is because um, I don't know why everybody thought he'd be so great this season. So we are talking about dry saddle? That's it. That's Let's all you wanted on. to say? That's all I wanted to okay, say. Okay, cool. I just don't understand. You just wanted to tweet amount of yeah. talking? Yeah, I tweeted. Okay, that was a tweet. All uh, during Zamboni discussions have to be phrased in the form of a tweet and end with sad. 
we've got one more Zamboni for you guys. Eugene Melnick and the Ottawa Senators. We roasted the Ottawa Senators pretty uh, pretty hard the last couple. Two in a row. Yeah, two in a row. And yeah. they deserved it, frankly. It's frankly the first time that two in a row and the Ottawa Senators has been used in the same sentence this year. <laughs> it wasn't that good. It was all right. Uh, it was all right. All right. Uh, two losses in a row. Two bad trades in a row. That one. That one. Yeah, Melnick, you've given us some good content and some uh, sleepless nights. Because, frankly, if a Canadian team leaves Canada for an American market, I know I've said this a lot, but rapture. Ottawa's dead to me. It's no longer the capital of Canada. That's true. If they lose their hockey team because of attendance, they should lose the capital. And the capital of Canada should move to wherever the senators move. That's right. Yeah. Houston. Houston. Probably. Frankly, you'd have more people wanting to be MLAs and get involved in government if they could go down to somewhere kind of sunny. Yeah, Trudeau would probably like it in Houston, you know, um, kind of like an embassy kind of thing. There's just like a area of Houston that's Canada. Yeah, totally. And we would, uh, it would be the stadium. We'd, we'd deem that the entire premises of the stadium, you'd need a passport to get into the game right. because it's also the embassy for the capital of Canada. Yeah, like when they take the ice out, they put back in the desk. Legislative assembly. Legislative assembly. Yeah, yeah. They live there. the guy with the gavel and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's really paramount that mm-hmm. the senators don't move. Yeah. But uh, that's all we're going to say about it this time. For hockey and our entire political system. Yeah. I think that it's the close, it's the most current and potentially devastating threat facing Canada geopolitically and abroad. Mm-hmm. And that's because not much happens here. I mean, next to our plan of world domination. On this day in hockey history, everyone's favorite 60 minutes of hockey knowledge. Mm, I love a good history class. Mm-hmm. Get your textbooks out. We're going to learn about what happened on January 9th. You know what I love about history? You live and you learn. Okay. What else do you love about history? Uh, that it happened. On this day... In 2004, on this day in hockey history, January 9th, and this is exciting because this is one that I actually remember, uh, Brian Boucher set the modern NHL record with his 1, 2, 3, 4, 5th consecutive shutout with the Coyotes, a 2 nothing win against Minnesota. That was breaking a record set in 1949, and frankly, that is freaking crazy. I can't believe that that record, uh, only 5? Five games? That's insane. I'm surprised that it hasn't been way more. Who do you think it would have been? If it weren't for Boucher? I'm surprised that Brodeur or Waugh or Carey Price hasn't been able to shut the door for five games. For over five games. I mean, why not ten or something like that? That makes more sense to me. Maybe they just aren't trying that hard. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I feel like maybe Brian Boucher just had an idea. Right. He's like, maybe I just... He had a dream. Maybe I shouldn't try... This is the anniversary of the famous Brian Boucher. I have a dream shutout. I mean, he just wasn't... The other goalies aren't really trying, you know? Like, you get five shutouts under your belt. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, I just missed the feeling of being beaten. I wonder if he lost that uh, sixth game. That, that, there's no way to know. Can't look that up? No, I won't. 
you refuse? I'm pretty sure he retired. Mm. Unbeaten. How many shutouts in a row would you have to get to just retire? Once, if you just full shut out a full season. Would you? Yeah, yeah. That's probably the answer. Yeah. If you got 82 straight shutouts yeah. for an entire season, if you, you didn't let in a goal, yeah. you have to retire. I mean, there was a there was a while this first season when Nielsen, Anders Nielsen, was, was on par for that. I think he had two or three shutouts at the beginning of the season. And he, and then he looks like he's retired. Yeah, I think he's going to retire real soon. Yeah, it seems like it. Put his number in the rafters. On this day in hockey history, 1979. We're going back before uh, we have a living memory. Before our time. I assure you that these things are, you know, facts or something. Hey, wait, how do we know that they happened if we, if we okay. haven't experienced First them of firsthand? All, earlier this episode, you said, and I quote, a thing I like about history is that it happened. Well, now I'm changing my mind. Wow. How do we know that the earth is round? I can't see it. It oh. looks flat to me. Oh, boy. We're flat earthers. No, we're not. I'm not. You can't loop me into that. Why is our hockey rink not round then if the earth is... Uh, do you mean round? Like circular? Or round as in curved? Curved. Spherical. Because it's built. It's not naturally occurring. Mm. It's not thousands of kilometers. Never mind. Mm. This goes nowhere. You went from loving history to not believing. You know, it goes nowhere at the earth because it's flat. Because there's an edge. Okay. That's devastating. The next episode, I'm going to Zamboni flat earth theories because I know where this goes. This goes into some dark territory. So, 1979. This is a day that uh, another uh, black spot on the NHL's history, mm-hmm. which, once again, we're the only people talking about. Yep. Interesting. Weird. In 1979, on January 9th, the Boston Bruins retired the number four and put it up in the rafters. Wow. I mean, that's nice. That's not a good, No. No? We've already established, right. beyond a reasonable doubt, mm-hmm. that Bobby Orr is a fraud. Right. We had eyewitness accounts. You're talking about history? You're talking about yep. whether you can believe history? Mm-hmm. In our first and so far only edition of uh, Tales of Days Gone By, Ooh, baby, please don't go. we learned that Bobby Orr's infamous flop, a flop worthy of kicksport, mm-hmm. was merely... He's uh, a charlatan. He's a charlatan and a liar. And retiring his number, putting the number four up in the he's a Boston Gardens... He's yep. a snicket? Yep. A lemony snicket? A lemony snicket. Okay. Bobby Orr. Now, Bobby Four. Bobby Four. Um, Good. Re- retired in Boston. Gretzky, on the other hand, 99, unofficially or officially, I'm not sure, but that number is retired league-wide. I think it's officially. I think it is officially retired league-wide. Mm-hmm. I was shocked history? one time. I was watching like a CFL game or something. Mm-hmm. And they had players wearing 99. And I said... Disrespectful. I said to the... the I, mean, I was probably in high school or something. And I said to the parents whose house I was at, like, how can they wear the 99? It's mm-hmm. so weird to wear the 99 when Wayne Gretzky is retired. <laughs> Lee Ground. It should be retired it sports should be inter, It should be in the entire retiring. world of other sport. Yep. We'll get back to this in our section, world of other sport. Yeah, I think we should petition that. Let's get another petition out there. Retire 99, all sports-wide. Sport-wide. If it's a competitive 
uh, exhibition of any kind, uh-huh. you shouldn't have two nines beside each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Agreed. And we should de-retire Messier's number. We should make sure that every team has an 11 yeah, just on to their team. Really try to just Oilers, erase him from history. Rangers. Yeah. Um, I don't think he played for any other teams other than the Oilers and Rangers. He looks like Mr. Clean. He does look like Mr. Clean. Remember those disturbing Lay's ads Ugh. where he like would eat a potato chip out of a bag that yeah. doesn't look like a regular potato chip bag? His head looked greasier than the chip. Mm, interesting. And he's the same skin tone. Do you think he uses chip grease to shine his bald head? I think they use head grease to grease the potato chips in Lay's. Once you pop. You get Messier's scalp oil. And that brings us to On This Day. On this day. What day is it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On this day. Ooh. 1974. So we might get to. Stay tuned, everybody. Really exciting. Some world junior hockey discussion. Mm, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. I don't know. Do we have time? It's not exactly NHL news. But... Oh, hey, we should welcome people back because we've been on a break. We have been on a break. We've been over the, the holiday break. We've been on such a break that our previous episode we play, we recorded to get us into the break didn't even get released. That's right. So <laughs> That's how long of a break. We... The break <laughs> was a break from editing. And as a result, um, you know, a little behind. Yeah, but that's fine. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Hope you guys had a happy holidays. We've been away for a while, and a lot's happened. A lot has happened. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to start talking about Oh, man, which is what I call Santa Claus. Right. Santa Claus came. Ho, 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 man. Ho, 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 man. Ho, do. Bo, bo, bo. Horvat. <laughs> On this day, uh, so we, we yeah. I was trying to say before I was incredibly rudely interrupted by my lovely co-host. Thanks. Aw. Damn it. I was trying to insult you, but I just couldn't. You can't. I can't. I'm uninsultable. Totally. You stupid ass. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I'm like rubber and he's like glue. (laughs) Wait. Wait. He's like rubber and I'm throwing rubber. Wearing a rubber. (laughs) I'm trying to talk about the mm-hmm. first ever World Juniors, which oh, happened in 1974, unofficially. Great. It wasn't recognized by the IAIIHF. But the first one happened in 1974, and a fun fact I learned about that mm-hmm. was Russia, the former Russian-Soviet Russia Union, mm-hmm. uh, won the first seven World Juniors, so that's something we shouldn't talk about. But on this day in history, January 9th, the gold medal was awarded to not only the first World Juniors, but also a accompanying tournament that is, for some reason, not discussed anymore. Right. When they started the World Juniors, they, of course, also started the World Seniors Tour. Of course, of course. Uh, a tournament that would happen once a year with the best over 60 players. I would love to watch that. Why don't they have that anymore? I don't know. They only did it for the one year, 1974. So on January 9th, uh, Bud Bertrude... Mm-hmm. Scored the winning goal for the uh, Italians. Right. They na- they just named him differently back then, huh? I know. Old so names. many good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a burly group. A lot of war vets. Of course it was. Yep. A lot of uh, people that had been badly injured in the war. Yep. 
it, it didn't go well in terms of like a, a, a viewership standard or even like a exciting play right even in terms of um competition it was competition no it wasn't very good competition wise okay okay um because they just couldn't really field very many teams and injuries were plaguing the teams well before the tournament even started of course yeah yeah so you know it's tough when as as soon as you start the tournament most of the players were listed as day-to-day of course yeah with like They'd call it a lower body uh, injury, but we all know that that's always a code for hemorrhoids. They also played the game so early that nobody got up. Exactly. They had to play the game early enough that they could still make it to the early bid special. That's right. At Swiss LA. It was hosted in uh, Dublin, Connecticut. Bottom of the bottle to you. Bottom of the bottle to you. So it was a very disappointing tournament for a lot of people involved, uh, but... One of the great things about it was the money that was made from the insurance claims that were taken out on the players that died on the ice was what then later financed the creation of the medals for future double IHF tournaments. Uh, There was four players, may they rest in ice, uh, that died while playing in the seniors tournament. Uh, You got the names there, don't you? Um, Some of the players who, um, who died? Yeah, the players that died on the ice. Um, yeah, uh, Roy Olson was, um, one of them, um, Babe Gunthry, uh, Skip Calburn, Skip Calburn, um, Chuck Lansbar, um, Brink, no, Chuck, no, Chuck Lansbar was resuscitated. That's right, right, yeah. he, he died later, but Chuck Lansbar is, um, buried in the Air Canada Center, right under center ice. Yeah, exactly, yeah. with a loony, that's where the loony thing started. A loony over each eye. Yeah, exactly. Like old Greek burial. Mm-hmm. And now they put a loony under everyone in a uh, homage to yeah. him. Homage. Homage. Ho, ho, homage. Ho, ho, ho. We have not Bo left Horvat. the... Bo, bo, bo. The Christmas spirit is rich and thick in it's the key. room. It's, it's still going. Christmas in January. Yeah, I still have my tree up. And uh, the rule is you're supposed to keep your Christmas tree up until it burns your house down. That's great. Because then it saves on uh, costly transportation. I remember there Costs. was a television show, America's Best Inventor. And the winner was a guy who created a uh, star. He created a tree water system. Oh, I remember system. this. Remember that? I do. Mm-hmm. Man, that show was exciting. That was a great show. That was like American Idol, but for um, cheap products. Inventors. Yes. Um, we should Ironically, talk... Justin Guarini also came in second in that. Weird. Very um, weird. We should talk about World of Other Sport. He invented um, a hair curling ball. iron. We should talk about Bullet Ball and World of Other Sport one of these days. Bullet Ball. Bullet Ball. I, I don't know about this. I'll have to learn about it. Yep. Bullet Ball is a high-caliber table game designed for the 21st century lifestyle. Just like other sports with international appeal, such as basketball, soccer, and ping pong, it is our vision that one day Bullet Ball will become an Olympic sport. All right, so that was the World Senior Hockey Tournament. So I'm hoping that they get that back because, uh, not to foreshadow some of our future stories, but... I think that a certain second all-time in points Yarmer someone might be a good contestant for the seniors tour. I don't know. 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 And to end our on this day coverage, we can't talk about January 9th without talking about the person that we're all wishing a happy birthday to today. Let's say it all together. Radic Bonk. Ah, uh, the bonker. The bonk man. 
Bonky Odie. Big Bonker. So it was on this day in 1976 that uh, Radic Bonk was born in Kurve, Czechoslovakia. Kurve, Kurve. And we want to talk about Radic Bonk because obviously uh, one of the great names, possibly on the all name team. Mm. If you were making a name, a team based on the great names in hockey, and I would say that much like everything else about hockey, it has the best uh names yeah of, of any sport we've seen nhl.com do 100 greatest players 100 greatest teams greatest moments great even greatest jerseys i want to see greatest names greatest names greatest names in hockey history greatest names in hockey history i think we can probably make a pretty good list um i'd say in the all name team you'd probably have jordan tutu mm-hmm. uh playing on the wing with jordan jonathan chichu right 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 uh i'm pretty sure that uh clink hammer and clutterbuck would be a good uh, great pairing a good pairing great pairing there um i don't know if you remember have you heard of frank mccool frank mccool he won uh, a calder trophy i saw his name the other day and i thought mccool he won a mccalder trophy he's probably the best hockey player ever to start with mick in his name i can't and i can't think of a better one want to dispute me how many other people with uh, mick in their name have won calders write us in i dare you Maybe you shouldn't have skated so fast into the boards. Lindy Ruff? You know what? That's an interesting one. When you think about his name, it is not a kind name no. to have to live no. your life with. And it's not spelt like uh, tough rough. It's spelt it's like a dog rough. rough. Like it a is dog. Lindy like Ruff. Yeah. What is that long for? Sorry. <laughs> what is that short what for? What do you long for, Steve? What does Lindy Ruff long for? Probably more Ed Belfour success. Probably Ed Belfour. <laughs> Ed Belfour, the pun we shall someday land. Kevin Shattenkirk. A Shattenkirk. I mean, Shattenkirk is quite a. It's quite a snappy name. Yeah, it sounds Shattenkirk. I think Shattenkirk, Clutterbuck, and Clinkhammer would be all yes, uh, on the same line for sure. And he's got the name Shat, Shat in it. It's funny. Ooh, I'd say that uh, this could this would be a good pairing. You'd probably have Oh, do ya Tugnut? The commentators would just have to sit in silence as they try not to make that joke. I think it, I don't think it would even pass through an NHL commentator's head that that was a joke. No, Again, that's true. You're right. I feel like a commentator's head is a very cold place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, even the most interesting commentators. The stuff they come up with. It's an ice cave. It's an ice cave. It totally is. It's like that scene in Fight Club when he um, goes into his place and there's yeah, a little there's penguin. A penguin. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't Ellen, think they would ever... Bottom if you there. said to someone, Ron Tugnut's name is funny, I'm pretty sure Ron McClain would be like, I, I don't... What are you talking about? What's funny about it? Are you? What's funny about you think it's funny that he... Oh, you know, because it... Um, it's, uh, not like tug nuts like almost like uh like his like his privates like his ball his balls you know that's his reaction it's the closest thing you can get to laughing after years of he'd sitting go, beside don sherry they go right 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 yeah right right um back to you don i feel like you... don sherry has has um emotionally lobotomized ron mclean when you look at ron mclean sitting beside don sherry I feel like it's like a experiment in 
slow psychological torture mm-hmm. that's turned Ron McClain into somewhat of like a clockwork orange. It's like a two-man play of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm, very good. Yeah. Very good. And there's just this depth in his eyes, like a, a darkness that just won't pass. The Vancouver uh, theater kind of like, scene. Kind of like Get Out. The Vancouver theater scene has a great uh, new play opening. It is One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, and uh, Don Cherry's playing Nurse Ratchet, and Ron McClain's playing uh, Randall McMurphy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's at the Arts Club. That's going to be so good. That's going to be really good. I like Miroslav Shatan. Oh, Satan. Yeah. His name is name. His name is Satan, but in order in order to pronounce it, you oh no, it's not pronounced Satan. It's pronounced Shitten. Shitten. Miroslav Shitten. That's right, isn't it? I think it's Satan. It's Shitan. Shitan. The more you say that, the more you just lose track of what it's supposed to be. How about uh, Zemgis Gergensen? Oh, Zemgis Gergensen. Zemgis Gergensen. That's a great name. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. It's a great name, too. Ah, uh, Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. I love Bob Bobrovsky. Might be the most successful of the names on this list. You know, Jonathan Quick is kind of a cool name, too. Quick. He's a goalie. His name's Quick. I like Price better. Price is right. How about Scott Darling? There's some good goalie names. Yeah, they're very These good are goalie names. Uh, you got Rask. Carter Hart. Carrie Hart. Carrie Kurt. I was, we were going to talk about this earlier, but Carter Hart, as yep. I assume who you meant. Yep. I said Carter Hart. You said Carrie Hart. I um, said Cron Hart. Okay. Well, that's good. Cron Cron Hart. You said Kraken Hart. Cracker Kerr. Cracker Kurt. No other sports podcasts are hitting as hard as we are. No. I think the word journalism was thrown around earlier. I think that's uh, apt. I think uh, I think we talked about earlier that you sh- uh, we, we want to be taken seriously as journalists. Can I, I talk about Carter Hart for a second? Because I'm pretty sure that name Carter, Carter is Hart, yep. in every 1990s uh, like teen drama. Yeah, like made-for-TV movie? Yeah. Like how many love interests Carter. have there been? It's like, oh my God, love you, you spoke to Carter Hart? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's totally the boy that you have a crush on. In Are we high sure that Carter Hart is qualified for the under twenty tournament? Because Carter that Harder. name, that name, I'm pretty sure he was born in 1991. Get Carter. Michael Caine is Carter. Get Carter before Carter gets you. I think this is a good time to uh, move on to our sponsor of the day. We have an interesting sponsor this time. It's a very interesting sponsor. And there's nothing spiteful about uh, what we're doing. But I do want to take a few seconds to be disappointed in the other sponsors that have not shown up with um, what we feel we are owed. I mean, we're nice. Have we done something wrong? Probably. Yeah. There's something in it. Something in here for everybody to be offended by. That's true. But then again, there's also something in here for everybody. Just cut the last part of that sentence and it seems nice. Interesting. Oh, right, because it ended with to be offended by. That's what we do here. Do you think there's any NHL teams that we have not offended yet? I don't think we've talked. And should they be offended by the fact that we've missed them so far? I don't think we've talked about the Dallas Stars once on this podcast yet. Interesting. I mean, we've talked about Jamie Benn a little bit. The Benn. Talked about Jamie Benn a bit. But, but. uh, Jamie Benn got almost most fuckable, which is, if that's not the highest praise we can give. 
I mean, he's one half of our of most fuckable list. Just because of the beard. That's what that's what lost it. But if he shaved, heck. him and Jordy, do you say heck? Heck. Heck. You like her? Heck, I do. Heck, yes, I do. Sponsors? Sponsors. Spawn stars. Spawn stars. We have decided that in lieu of having corporate sponsors that supply us with beer, we've decided to be the corporate sponsor that supplies the beer. Yeah, who knew you couldn't trust corporations? I still trust them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love so many of them. Oh, my God. Oh, man. They're always there for you, you know? They're always there for you. Just throwing it at you. Yeah. In your face 24-7. Like a good neighbor. Yeah. State Farm is there. The only way you can prove that you're you're worth what you say you are or your company is as good as you say it is is to be there when he needs you and provide the service that he deserves. Like a good neighbor, so we, I'd like you to uh, tell us about our, our beer choice. Today. It's um, it's uh, is it, is it a named brewery? Does it have a name yet? I don't think it has a name yet. It was made by none other than one other podcaster, friend, colleague, sports icon, Stephen Finley Morgan. I was hoping he would say me. We are now realizing that instead of offering sponsor rights Mm -hmm. to a corporation, since we're starting to think the corporations aren't really like good neighbors Mm -hmm. we are instead going to be offering naming rights to our beer so if you wanted to be a beer that sponsors us now you can name the homebrew i just did anyone can be a beer and now you can be a beer and you can be the sponsor beer that supplies our podcast so our beer we are now widening our net any one place person or thing can be our newest sponsor. Widen that net. Widen that net. Widen that net. We're going to need a bigger net. We're going to need a smaller pads, wider net. Oh, God, I hate that idea of bigger making puck, nets bigger. Bigger puck. Bigger puck. Let's make a big inflated round puck and play on grass hey, with bigger nets. CFL has a bigger ball. Why doesn't the NHL have a bigger puck? Then what league? The European League? The CHL. That's already a thing. <laughs> the CHL. So yeah, we're uh, we're drinking a, a lovely homebrew, mm-hmm. a dark. It's great. It's like Guinness. I already finished all mine. Um, I've got a little bit left, but uh, it's been quite nice to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so take that, strange fellows, and Tofino Brewing for not returning any of my phone calls. Suck it. Okay. But also, if you still want to sponsor us. Oh my God. If you want to sponsor us, still, I'd be so thrilled. Guys, I love your beer. I, mean, I will talk yeah. about it. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. We're so like you, you can spend a, send us free beer and we'll talk about you at length. Yeah. He like he's a jongler guy, but I'm more of like a like a dark like a beer, like a, like a nocturnum, like a nocturnum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but like if thirty three acres, thirty three acres of uh, darkness wanted to sponsor us, yeah, that would be sure. good too. That'd Anyways, be too. we're getting carried away. Yeah, we don't need you. Um, also, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Here's a uh, here's a this is a new segment. I think it's called um, uh, uh, what's a good what's a good name for this segment? Uh, uh. Challenge, Correct. challenge extended. Challenge. This is this new segment's called Challenge Extended. Correct me if I'm wrong. What are you asking for? A challenge? 
Uh, I think that Vancouver slash uh, British Columbia has the best craft beer scene in the world. Wow. Challenge extended. Challenge extended. And you know what might be a good way to find out that we don't? Sponsor, a a non-Vancouver beer. beer company sending us some beer. Sending us some beer. We're talking to you, Port Moody. Yeah. Home of the Port Moody Moody Blues. Also, challenge extended. Stamkos, don't get injured this season. Yeah. Consider that challenge extended. Top story of the night. We're into the top stories. And uh, guess what, folks? It's time to celebrate. Cue the celebration music. Oh my god. You know, it's not often on this podcast we get to celebrate this hardcore celebration. But tonight we are kicking it off old school style. Pop the champagne, who let the dogs out, take me down for dinner, and put the pedal to the metal because Canada is the best country at hockey in the friggin' world. Oh, that is. A shocking development. I would say that Canada is the best sporting nation in the world because I don't think there's any other country that has dominated a sport so thoroughly as Canada has dominated hockey. We have the junior, we have the Olympics, we have the World Cup. World seniors. World seniors. Nailing it across the board. Suck at every other country in the world. Drop the mic. End the podcast now. Drop the mic. This is the mic dropping. Hey, dude, those are expensive. Oh, sorry. Give us a second while we repair the mic. Oh, God. I hope duct tape can fix this. Um, they were a great tournament, all in all. We've been away, but a great tournament. And some really amazing things happened. It was amazing to watch these young these young talents grow and uh, sort of mature before our eyes. Yeah. You see the growth, and you see these uh, under-20s, you know, yeah. these, these teenagers yeah. out yeah. there becoming who, adults. Yeah, becoming who they're going to be. I'd say my highlight of the tournament in terms of like seeing an achievement mm-hmm. by a single player was mm-hmm. definitely like Brady Kachuk yep. um, had his first uh, sleepover away from home. Yeah, that's so nice. You know, he and got to scary. he got to stay at Casey Middlestadt's house yep. I think they uh, in the Buffalo. Yep. They, they watched The Mummy, the, the new movie. Tom Cruise one. Yeah, it's scary. Um, and that's really exciting for them, you know, uh, other than spending their time quoting some of their favorite movies, such as Grown Ups 2 uh-huh. and uh, BVS Dodge, which yeah. is Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, yeah. not to be confused with... Batman versus Superman Justice League. Justice League. Yeah. Uh, the equally successful and possibly more critically acclaimed hockey version. Definitely more critically acclaimed. Yeah, with a better bad guy. 100%. Batman! What was yeah? What was another uh, great moment watching these kids um, age before our eyes? Yeah, you know it was uh, it w- you know it was sad to see Elias Peterson get his heart broken for the first time. Oh, that was so sad. A lot of firsts. Oh, you know it was a really nice moment when uh, Slovakia uh, uh, took their nap time. In, that was uh, really great, and they came back for a great third. I, I mean, mean, obviously, yeah, exactly. The yeah. second period was a wash because they had no goalie and they, they were got cranky. scored on. They were cranky. They hadn't. Uh, they, I mean, don't even get me started on the juice. They, they couldn't get it on the bench or anything like that. But after their nap, I think they really they showed up for the. Third one of my favorite uh, traditions. One of my favorite traditions is definitely at the end of the game. How no matter what happened with the players, they all have to get in a line and enjoy some orange slices together. Mm-hmm. I miss orange slices. 
Me too. Me too. What's amazing about this formative experience for them is mm-hmm. that I'm so excited to see all these guys and f- go out there next year and finally get their first job, just like I did. And then just like them, my first job also had an entry-level contract salary of $700,000 a year. I remember my first paycheck. How much was it? I think it was like $700. $700. For like weeks of work? Yeah. Yeah. Man, those children are going to be really rich. Unfathomable amount of money. Giant rich babies. Top story 1.5. We're sticking with the um, World Juniors. We're sticking with the World Juniors. So exciting, man. We just get to celebrate a victory, huh? Isn't that great? That's so great. Have we bragged yet? Ah, man, we should brag more. Guys, I got to say, I really thought the U.S. was going to be the winner, and that scares me because I have a deep phobia Mm-hmm. Uh, of USophobia, a USophobia. I have a phobia of a future where the US is just the dominant hockey sport, sport nation, the hockey nation, uh, because they're big, population wise. They're rich, money wise. They're loud, uh, you know, president wise. And it's possible that in the future they could be a really powerful foe of us. And yet, suck it, Stephen. You know what you're afflicted by. Gringophobia. Gringo? Is that a real word? It's a real word. Gringo? Gringophobia. Fear of Americans. Isn't that like a slur as well? Uh, it's like, uh, I think it's like a Mexican term, like a Spanish for... term for white people or like okay. Americans. Like wow. Gringos. I don't want to be a gringophobe. You're a gringo. No, you have gringophobia. I know, but like, just like someone has homophobia. Yeah, you're a gringophobe. Oh, it makes me sound so prejudiced. All yeah. right. You know what, Americans? I mean, only against hockey I take players. take it back. No, I, I gringo hockey phobe hockey gringo hockophobia. Okay, we'll take it. That's gringo hockophobia. Mm-hmm. But they sucked. They lost like a bunch of stupid idiots. Yeah. And Canada won. I'm pretty sure that was the headline on the uh, province. Oh, it was. Vancouver was uh, yeah. America is a bunch of idiots. It didn't even have a picture bunch of the gold of stupid medal game. Idiots. Stupid, stupid idiots. idiots. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's just a picture of Casey Middlestat winning player of the tournament. Yeah. It it was um. A picture of Cave C Middlestat's face. Cave uh, C Middlestat. Yeah, Cave C Middlestat's face, photoshopped on a dog pooing. Yeah, like instead of an anus of the dog, there was Casey Middlestat's face. Yeah, and his mouth was opening, and the dog poo was coming out of it. But you know what? The world Canadian juniors, media. The, the world juniors is about learning. It's about lessons, and it's about morals, and um, it was really. Uh, Really cool to see uh, after the juniors tournament um, ended, uh, a book came out. Uh, there's always like sort of a oh, I heard about this. Yeah, this it's is like big news. Sort of a rich tradition. Um, same same uh, publisher that uh, brought us some other great hockey moral books. Like um, oh yeah, um, uh, it's a it's a kids publisher, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kid, there there it's was a kids book. book uh, I remember the story that published a whole bunch of other kid book, and they wanted to take some lessons from this one. You might mm-hmm. remember. Uh, little Timmy Thomas and the Big Bad Obama. Oh man, that was a good one. Um, Todd Bertuzzi gets a timeout. Ooh, that was one of my favorites. I yeah. used to read that right before I went to bed. Yeah, I still have that on the shelf. Yeah, uh, Todd Bertuzzi gets a timeout. Oh, another one I had by the same publisher that was great. I think I would. Uh, I read it for a, a class book report one year in my mm-hmm. grade two. It mm-hmm. was uh, Sean Avery uh, doesn't get dessert if he doesn't finish his sloppy seconds. <laughs> That's so nice. And the uh, best-selling one, of course. Uh, 
was their their really big coming out party for the publisher, which was uh, Danny and Zach's Night of Too Much Juice. Oh, don't forget uh, Kane's Cab Ride. That one's nice too. Uh, Kane's Cab Ride. That one has a moral. Well, I mean, sorry, has an immoral character. I- immoral in it. character. That's what you meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to read an excerpt from the uh, newest children's novel, The uh, Sweet Taste of Failure. Okay. Um, this is so exciting. I haven't seen this. There once was a baby, the captain of Sweden. In the gold medal game, a win he was needing. But Canada held fast, a victory, three to one. But for Lias Anderson, it wasn't much fun. As Ray Ferraro reflected on Canada kicking ass, he noticed and said, Lias Anderson just threw his silver medal over the glass. Lias went home and cried to his mom. He threw his Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch on the lawn. He threw a big tantrum and pooped his pants. I didn't want to lose, he said, doing a sad little dance. But his mum came to his side and said, Lias, don't settle. When you're rich playing for the Rangers, you can buy a brick of gold and turn it into a medal. And Lias perked up with a grin and he looked to the sky. That's right! My father and uncle were rich and played in the NHL and were incredibly privileged and lived amazing, fulfilling lives doing what they loved. And so will I. That's going to be a great book. I wonder what kind of style of art they're going to do. Hmm. Probably uh, black and white. To really capture the gravity and darkness of this tragic moment it's a tragic moment in swedish hockey history yeah it should be in black and white for sure another good name this is so funny we haven't even mentioned this another good name yep that should be on our all name team oh great the namies boone jenner boone Boone Jenner. jenner one of the currents too um i believe boone jenner is this week's guest steven that's so funny that I brought that up. <laughs> uh, we're going to have him on the line later. Um, can't wait. Uh, we're going to ask him some hard-hitting questions that we always ask him. Man, Boo um, Jenner. Again, another uh, Columbus Blue Jucket. Blue Jucket. Blue Jucket. Blue, the Columbus Blue Buckets. Yeah, he's another Blue Bucket. Uh, they've been really good to us, uh, except one of them, Artem. Yeah. You will not be named, except for, damn it. Also, coach. <laughs> Coach Tortor, Tortellini. Frankly, the Blue Jackets are easy people to get on our podcast because of a uh, lack of fan base. But Boone yep. Jenner, we're excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, really excited. Uh, uh, Dorchester, Ontario uh, native who yep. plays for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Matt and Terry must be pretty proud of him. Uh, Chris there, Chris there, Chris there. Chris there. We'll ask him uh, hard hitting questions yep. as we always do. You know the best from us. Uh, yeah. Um, like what? How did how did you um, get in such good shape? Um, what's that in reference to something he's wearing um, or like yeah. a hat he's wearing? Yeah. Any, um, um, me want to play hockey. Good. How, how, how questions like that. Again, we're journalists. Um, I think I might ask him, yep. um, where mm-hmm. does it go mm-hmm. from here? Where does it go from here? A lot of hockey analysts ask questions that have the answer embedded in them. Yeah. 
We don't like to do that. No, I don't need to know the answer to the question that I'm asking. Why would I ask the question? But a question, a, a question, like quack. a question, a question, asking a question, like how is this a mm-hmm. thing? It's open ended. It's open ended. Yeah. That way they can respond with lots of different answers, such as what? We've talked a lot about journalism and the art of uh, telling the truth in this sort of post-2011 um, age. This has been one of our in. most postmodern episodes with a lot of uh, deep inward looking and navel gazing about what is truth and what is journalism. What is truth? What is journalism? What is the National Hockey League after the Boston Bruins won in 2011? You know, there's a lot of questions we need to ask ourselves and... Uh, Frankly, the answers are scary. The answers are scary. We might not want to confront them, but you know what? It's time. Yeah, it's time. You know what Boone? else it's time for? Happy to have Boone at the top of the hour. Happy, happy to have Boone at the top of the hour. Uh, you know what else it's time for, Steve? What is it time for? Another top story. Ooh, another top story. Cue it. That top, top story. Um, I've got a top story for you, Steve. It's... Probably my favorite hockey stat of all time. This is much anticipated. This is huge. I am really excited for this. I think we need our own sound cue for it. I don't know what it's going to be, but cue it. I'm Gary Bettman. I just got to shake it out because this is so goddamn good. Uh, for, Can you uh, guess? Can you guess what I'm going to say? Uh, for the audience's sake, Daniel thought of this, uh, found this, discovered this, and texted me saying, I've got it. Yep. I didn't know what he meant, but I've been waiting weeks. It's been the cliffhanger of the break. Okay, it's about a team. Can you mm, guess what? Te- can you guess what? You're team gonna make it's me about? guess the greatest hockey stat of all I time. I want you to guess what team it's about. I hope it's about Edmonton. Yep, it is. Oh, you know what I like. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad? I thing? I bet it's a bad thing. Oh, you're right on course, fella. Ooh. You're right on. Well, course. I know it's not about Leon Drysaddle. No, heck, no, it isn't. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to guess it's about how much the Oilers have lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a factor. Okay, it's about the losing Edmonton Oilers. I, yep. Guys, I know that you we make a lot of jokes, right but I actually don't know what the stat is going to be. <laughs> I'm just going based oh on what God. I want it to be about. I can't wait to say this. I'm going to say it right now. Okay, go for it. The Edmonton Oilers have the worst penalty kill in the history of the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's this, true. This season or all time? This season is the it's worst never... penalty kill in the history of the NHL. <laughs> that never happens. Nope. There's never facts. Nope. That are like in we the broke history. records today. We broke records. Cue the champagne again. <laughs> in the history of the NHL, what is their penalty kill? It, I'm guessing it's like at fifty uh, percent or something like that. It's like around 50%. The worst penalty kill. That's right, folks. The worst penalty kill in the history of the NHL. That definitely puts them in the conversation of the worst team in NHL history. Oh, that's a debate that people need to have. It definitely puts them in the conversation. We need to start talking about this right now. Hike Sport Podcast, we're talking about the stories that everybody shouldn't be talking about. Or should be. We're talking about the stories that people... We don't talk about what people should be talking about. That's right. That's what I was trying to say. Exactly. Like how we're not talking about Leon Dreisaitl's measurable effect on their penalty kill. You're not going to hear these kind of facts from 
from TSN or ESPN or PPPN or DDN or VN. So I've got a sentence here that says, while there remains half a season to regress towards the mean. Mm -hmm. Okay, Edmonton Journal, you don't need to dress up your shit writing. I don't think you can have a journal unless you're a journalist. High five, Steve. Journalism. Journalism. It's one of my top four favorite isms. What are the other four? Fash. Never mind. Uh, half season. Gringophobiaism. Gringophobiaism is Gringism. actually one that I support quite a bit. I am a staunch anti-gringoite. Is that bad? I don't know if that's. Eh, that's fine. Yeah. We're Canadian. We got to push buttons here to get more American viewers. You know what the Americans yeah. like? People who hate them. Yeah. People that who hate. Sound right. They like hate there. They like hate. The Americans do love their hate. Okay. Yeah. While there remains half a season to regress towards the mean, oh, the, the current kill rate. Hate. Sorry. The current kill rate is over 10% worse than the worst full season percentage recorded since the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton Oilers entered the NHL. Incredible. In friggin' credible. So what's the percentage at? I will give, as much as the flowery writing in that sentence wasn't great, I will give uh, the Edmonton Journal, who wrote this article, uh, credit for saying the home success rate uh, on the penalty kill is a subterranean 57%. Mm-hmm. Over 15% worse than the next worst in the league. In Criable. Incroyable. Good job with the subterranean. Uh, listen, we've been watching a lot of sports news. Everybody's talking, what's wrong with Edmonton? Who do you fire? You can't fire Tom McClellan. Is it the coaching staff? Is it the players? Well, maybe you can fire the guy who's in charge of penalty kill. Maybe start there. Start the guy that's the worst a in history. It's the worst ever. You don't even have to give him reason. You just go, you're fired. And he goes, of course. So much debate. Just How has he not quit yet? I would love if I was the guy in charge of penalty kill Kessler? for this team. Because if it's Kessler, he, he should, should apologize, apologize and, resign. and resign. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Kessler, you're on notice. I don't know if you have something to do with how bad the I'm Edmonton Oilers penalty kill is, mm-hmm. but I feel strongly that you probably do. I feel strongly that Ryan Kessler is somewhat involved in the Edmonton Oilers season. I'm sure it's some sort of butterfly effect that he's. It's happened. That's an yeah. incredible stat. Isn't it? Thank you for the best hockey stat I've ever heard. That's the best hockey stat I've ever heard. Can I just say this? Uh, last year, this is actually a straight up, uh, straight, straight up. up brag. Yeah. This isn't even we went wrong. This is a straight up brag. Ooh, straight and up. In the brag. last season, I, I said this will be the only season that McDavid makes the playoffs in the history of his career. Straight up brag. We weren't wrong. We weren't yet. Wrong. We're not I wrong. I think McDavid yet. is going to have a Taylor Hall level of failure for the rest of his career mm-hmm. leading to a series of moves moves trades uh droughts injuries and finally alcoholism i've got a wild prognostication uh going Ooh, on right here can we um, bust into that uh, wild prognostication round um Connor mcdavid has uh, quite a heavy um contract Top, he sure uh, high, does. Highest paid player in the NHL? Really? He will be. He will be. Mm-hmm. That contract's, uh, he's not going to stay with Edmonton. Wild Park prosecution. Wow. You're calling for a buyout. Buyout. As in, they'll take on salary Why to not? trade him. If they keep losing like this, 
How many seasons in a row would they have to not make the playoffs to trade? Sorry, beyond trade to buy out Connor McDavid. If they don't make the playoffs for three, four, okay, this season they don't make it. They don't make it next season, and they don't make the season after that. They're trading Connor McDavid three in a row. Connor McDavid is traded. Hundred percent. They traded 100%. Gretzky. This is the team that traded Gretzky. It's not like he's untradeable. They also traded Hall. Untradeable. Who's untradeable? Besser. <laughs> we will never trade Besser. We will never trade Besser. He will die in that stadium. Just like the end of the seniors tournament. Top story number three. Top story number three is one of the biggest stories that we should be talking about that we've been not talking about. Mm-hmm. But now and we're talk it's about time. It. Uh, we need to talk about Vegas. I don't care if the sun don't shine. I do my drinking in the evening time when I'm in Las Vegas. We, I think we've been avoiding Ooh. it for a very serious reason. We're jeopardizing everything that we've built here. By talking about this. This is a well-kept secret. It was our first Zamboni. We're putting our lives... We're putting our lives... We're putting our podcast and our lives and our family's lives in jeopardy. By There's been a lot of fanfare about why this. the Vegas Golden Knights were Zambonied on our first episode. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to be at this point where we have to admit that the repercussions of us talking about the Vegas Golden Knights and uncovering this... Uh, incredible web of deceit, bribery, extortion, and uh, blackmail is going to put us at risk, but we can't stay silent, and we are not going to be bullied and intimidated anymore. We have to speak the truth. We have to speak our truth, and we need to talk about this. The Vegas Golden Knights. You're on the menu we all know what's going on in Vegas. Order up. Deep in our souls. No appetizers. In our hearts. Just the entree. Check, please. Give me that dessert. One brownie to go. Tax included? You betcha. HST, harmonized tax. You didn't tell me there'd be a gratuity. Gratuity. Gratuity pooty. On Rudy. Gratuity pooty. Sugar fruity. No, what is it? Tutti fruity. Tutti fruity on Rudy. Tutti Fruity on Rudy. So this story is entitled The House Always Wins, and it's the best kept secret that everyone in the league knows. The Vegas Golden Knights are at the top of one of the great organized crime, bribery, and fixed sporting games in the history of sports. This is bigger than the 1922 Yankees. This is bigger than the 1936 Berlin Olympics. This is bigger than the Boston Bruins. This affects the entire league. It's a, it's a mafia-owned league now, guys. That's what happened. That's simple. It's that simple. Okay, we're going to go through all the points here. Yeah, let's run through, go the, through the points. Let's run through the history of this conspiracy. People keeping track at home, you're going to want to write some of this stuff down because it's going to come at you fast and it's going to be shocking. You're not going to believe it. Your brain's going to explode. Yep. What do we know about Vegas? What do you think about when you think about Vegas? Money. What do we talk about when we talk about Vegas? Mafia. Money. Casinos. Crime. Gambling. Gambling. What were we worried about when Vegas was going to be a new team? Games are going to be fixed. And what have we seen? Fixed. 
fixes, the fixes in. The fixes in. At this point in the league, the Vegas Golden Knights are on pace for 120 points in this season. Surprised? You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. What have you seen? You've seen a team that seems to run around, running circles on the opponent. Yeah, What? so you think that the Vegas Golden Knights are good because they got to cherry pick basically every team's second line players and create a ridiculously overpowered team? Also, they got to blackmail wrong. other teams into giving them first-round picks so they wouldn't take a certain player, yeah. leading to them having an incredibly well-put-together team by basically rigged system. You think that's unfair? You think that's what you'd it be, is. You'd be wrong. You'd that's be not wrong. what it is. The, the refrain I've heard over and over again this year is that, who saw this coming? How could anyone have known? How could anyone have ever expected that this would happen? And that's the point people open your eyes because what makes a great bet an underdog Mm -hmm. no one thought this was gonna happen no one could have predicted this how could you create a better way to rig a game than a team destined to be 31st in the league ending up first no one could have predicted that the draft system that Bettman put in place to give the Vegas Golden Knights the team that they have would have made them a good team. So obviously it would have been bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no way that Gary Bettman deliberately made a ridiculous system that put the Vegas Golden Knights at the stranglehold of the league. It's the mafia. It's the mafia, and we have the whole story. Yep. Breaking news. It should have been our top story. But you know why it wasn't our top story? Because we're fearing for our lives. Because this mafia, they run the league now. Mm-hmm. They run the league. And the players are running scared. Mm-hmm. I've seen players that, you know, look like they're trying to create a secret identity to avoid their families being killed. These beards that are going on, yep. it's because Thornton knows there's a bounty on his head because mm-hmm. he scored against the Vegas Golden Knights. Yep. It's sad, and it scares me, and... It's sad to think that all these games are getting fixed and that teams are teams are purposefully losing because the mafia, the Vegas mafia is it's pressuring them to lose and it's just sad. It's, it's very sad. sad. So we're going to see a lot more winning from Vegas and I suggest all of you out there start just going with the flow and putting your money on the Golden Knights because if you can give me one concrete reason why the Vegas Golden Knights could be the top of the Western Conference other than extortion, bribery, blackmail, and death threats. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear it. Well, you can have the podcast. It's yours. You can have the podcast. You can have the podcast. You can be our corporate sponsor. We're willing to bet the podcast because it's a fixed system. The fix is in. It's rigged. The house I'm sick of always it. wins. Sick of it. House always wins. God damn it. Vegas Golden Knights fixing all the friggin' hockey teams, all the games. It's ridiculous. Okay, I've just gotten a text. Hmm. Uh, Guys, this is scary. Boone Boone Jenner just texted me. What's he saying? It's his lawyer. Boone Jenner says that he no longer feels comfortable coming on our podcast. And that his phone number and address has now been changed. This goes deeper than we thought. And we can't get in touch with him. This goes deeper than we thought. Someone got to him. Why are we the only ones talking about this? Why is everyone scared? Well, you heard it first. If we go down, you all know why.
This brings us to We Weren't Wrong. Oh, man, we're never wrong. Uh, we weren't wrong about the Canadian juniors winning gold. Interesting. Uh, How do you mean? Um, by I, I mean because we didn't uh, discuss it at all. Bold. So we weren't wrong. Yeah. If I recall correctly, it was a Zambonied uh, story. Oh, it was. Yeah. And when was. I asked you whether we had a good chance of winning, you I didn't refrain know. from answering. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. So we weren't wrong. Hey, you know, it's. I think it's impressive and it's something to be said. If I don't know about something, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to discuss something I know very little about. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. That's a crazy thing. To we have standards as journalists. Yeah, we are journal journalisms. We make good journalisms here, not bad journalisms. Get out of town. Get out of town, scoreboard. Uh, so um, uh, in the background, we've thrown on some get out of town games. Uh, we watched the Canucks ceremoniously lose to... Uh, it was, a, it was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice. I would say it was a sacrifice. Yeah, it was uh, uh, sacrimonious. Um, right now we have the uh, Edmonton-Nashville game on, and with about five minutes left, uh, Edmonton scores, ties the game, two all. This is live This is live hockey sport happening coverage right now, right now, you guys. This is the kind of cutting-edge journalism I don't know that when we've been you're talking listening about. to this, but we are talking about something that fire literally fury, could not be more current. Fire and fury. And guess what? The uh, goal gets reversed, disallowed. Because Nashville challenged it on an offside call. This would be a 2-2 tie goal that Edmonton, the much maligned Edmonton Oilers, I feel, I feel bad uh, for them. could have tied the game. I feel really bad for them. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's really funny. We're going to make fun of the future, but for now, we're pissed off uh, because of the things that have been this happening. This rule is so dumb. Sport. So this is what happened. Um, I don't think the player was offside, but his so the puck passed the blue line, and the, wing, uh, the center's carrying the puck over the blue line. The winger is technically offside because even though his back leg is behind the blue line, it's not touching the ice. Mm-hmm. Which I think the best way to fix this problem, uh, because it's an insane rule that lifting your foot off the ice but still being behind the line uh, means you're offside. The way to fix this is I think that we should install table hockey-style poles that attach the players to the ice permanently. Mm-hmm. And then the coach will stand behind the rink and play... With the table hockey set, yeah. which has live humans on each end. We and should... the humans can't leave the ice, and therefore they'll never be offside. Here's what I'm thinking. It's like air hockey. So there's little hole. It's like not ice anymore. It's like little holes in the ice, and it shoots up air. So everyone's hovering Everybody's slightly. slightly hovering. Everyone has two large discs, maybe like exercise ball yep. diameter yep. discs on each foot, Yep. Uh, which sort of hovers them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Saves on cooling costs. As we've reported before, ice no. is too cold. Too cold. Yeah. We need more hot ice. We need hotter ice. It's contributing to climate change. It's And it's also to... shrinking because of climate change. That's right. It's a literal catch. Daniel Sedin 22. Um, another thing that uh, we want to talk about here, we've been talking a lot about great journalism, and uh, ice rinks are shrinking all around the world. Mm-hmm. Just look at the World Juniors. It used to be on a bigger ice, and now it was on a smaller Shrinking. They don't ice. Shrinking. They don't have enough ice. Mm-hmm. We just drank... I don't know if you can hear this. This is ice in our drinks that could have been used for hockey, but that's kind of the tragedy of the world we live in now. I shaved my beard so you can't hear my beard anymore. You're going to hear a lot of sounds that are strange to you. Skin. Edmonton's going to lose this game. Yeah, they're going to lose a game, even though they tied it on a play that was... 
you just can't argue that that offside gave Edmonton an advantage. You have to make rules for the sport that are based on getting an unfair advantage. And that guy was not in the zone to a degree that made it helpful to him. Why does the foot have to touch the ice? That Why? Yeah, you're not getting... There's no, like... It's Why not like it basketball where it's ice? like, oh, he was off the ground, which means he's closer to the hoop. Yeah, and it's not like you have to... You're... I don't know. It's not like the end zone. We're... Doesn't make any sense. We're the only people talking about this right now, and it's another reason why uh, journalism is just not equipped to deal with the modern issues that plague hockey. But you know what? A lot of people are scared, and we're putting our lives on the line, our reps on the line. Look at Boone Jenner, or as I call him, Boone Coward. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Come on, man. He's the Boone of his own cowardice. Mm Mm-hmm. Cowardice. You could call him... Cowardice? I think that's a good uh, headline. We have another addition to our Get Out of Town scoreboard. Mm Mm-hmm. Get out of town. We don't like your kind around here. Uh, And, uh, uh... Wow. Sorry. That was a disgusting noise. That's my hick noise. Here comes McDavid. No goal. So we've got... A story about the Calgary Flames, and it is a perfect get-out-of-town scoreboard because uh, sometimes we write stories on days that there aren't games, Mm -hmm. but it feels like the biggest story of the day, and that was uh, Glenn Gullitson freaking out, uh, losing his temper, and you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I don't care about this story. Zamboni this story. This story sucks. We're Zamboniing it. Who who, Who who cares? A coach yelling at his team. Big deal. Why do we care? I was so close to just... Making fun of him or making a joke, but man, so lazy. He's coach loses his cool in practice. Does that happen once per month? He's literally the coach. This is what he's supposed to do. Look at Todd McClellan at the end of this Edmonton Oilers game right now. He looks like he's about to. Uh, forge the one ring and take Mordor. Uh, uh, Batman lives in Mordor. How many pieces of gum do you think Tom McClone goes through a game? He's chewing. He is chewing up a storm. Stop him and Vigneault. Yeah, they all got to chew. I wonder if chewing tobacco was once a bigger thing in this in the league. I kind of wish they could smoke. That'd be so good if they just had cigars. <laughs> if they could just smoke cigars or cigarettes on the bench. <laughs> they definitely would. If they could, they would. That's why they chew the gum. They need. They're so stressed out all the time. What? I feel like some of them are chewing nicotine in. gum too. Anyways, we're talking about Glenn Gulson. Not really a story, but another story that I do want to talk about, which again, no one's talking about. Yep. Is the former Atlanta Flames. Yep. Glenn Gulson's the coach of a team that once was in Atlanta. Yeah. Another team that once was in Atlanta is Winnipeg. Uh, and I want to nominate Atlanta as the worst town in North America. I would. You've failed. De facto. De facto. Yeah, de facto. Needless to say would be the headline. Who's to blame for this Atlanta debacle? Can we? Two failed teams? Two failed teams? There's a little Eric Carlson coming out. Two failed teams. Yeah. Okay. I mean, could this have something to do with the Vegas Mafia? Is he, is he, was the Atlanta Mafia 
in on this. I think it's pretty clear that Vegas wanted an expansion team, didn't want a relocation team, but they weren't ready to put their devious mafia scheme into play. So they made sure that the Atlanta team moved well in advance of the expansion team. Yep. My question is, um, is Bettman in bed with the mafia or is Is Bettman being intimidated and is he a puppet? Exactly. I think Bettman looks like the ultimate puppet. I can't imagine he's masterminded anything. No. No, I don't think he has. No. Uh, Atlanta, if you're, uh, if you ever get another hockey team, I'm gonna kick your ass. Challenge extended. Challenge extended. I was just gonna say. Correct me if I'm wrong. What are you asking for? A challenge. Atlanta will fight. Stephen Morgan. Why do they suck so much? They don't like hockey. They don't like hockey. It's just obvious that Atlanta doesn't like hockey. You've lost your team twice. <laughs> they got an MLS team this year, and they were like very successful. People came to all the games. My phone was doing something weird. Yeah. They got an MLS team. I'm sorry. MLS, hate to break it to you. Atlanta is not the place you want to be you're gonna fail there yeah no hockey interest has no place in where a team is going no definitely not yeah no i this is another addition to our vegas section but talk to me in 10 years vegas fans if vegas doesn't have a phoenix coyotes level of attendance in 10 years i will eat my own shoe safe bet steve eats his own shoe Wow, so a safe bet, I lose the safe bet I just made. Yep, double safe bet. Inverse safe bet. Safe bet, Vegas wins a cup before the Canucks. I won't even, I won't even talk about that. I go to sleep, it makes me tired. I want to die forever. It makes me tired thinking about that. That's so depressing. It just makes me tired. The only thing I'm going to say about that mm-hmm. is the only positive thing I can say about that is that their Stanley Cup parade would probably be super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not a reason to give them a team. I mean. Which brings us to who should we give teams? Which Ooh. is our fight of the night. Fight of the uh, night. We don't have our dinger, but ding, 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 dinger, ring, ding, dinger. So there's been a lot of uh, expansion talk. We've talked about it. People have talked about it. It's happened. It sucks. But I know what the cure is. It's an expansion. And from what I understand about the way the NHL is going, we're going hotter. We're going desert. Mm-hmm. We're going wealthy, Ooh, yeah. life of extravagance, and I think, mm-hmm. as a result, the obvious next choice for the next place the NHL should go mm-hmm. to capture an international market, I might add, oh. Dubai. Ooh. The Dubai Sandstormers. Dubai. They can play on an island made of garbage. Exactly. A garbage island shaped like the NHL logo or Gary Bettman's face. Yeah, I like Gary Bettman. I feel face. like he would probably be really okay with that. Yeah. Dubai is the natural choice. It's hotter than Vegas. It has more money than Vegas. It has a more ridiculous architecture and lavish 
city planning than Vegas does. And they care less about hockey than Vegas. And they care less than about hockey than Vegas, which is pretty much what we're looking for, right, guys? Yep. Other advantages to Dubai. It mm-hmm. has the world's tallest building with only a few modifications. The world's tallest building could become the world's biggest hockey stick. Beautiful. Sorry to uh, Duncan and the Cowichan Community Center that has the current world's biggest hockey stick, but I'm afraid 205 feet isn't as good as what the uh, Burj Khalifa will be when uh, it becomes the world's tallest hockey stick. And another good thing about uh, Dubai is you know that they have a good history of uh, strangely gigantically cooled buildings with their indoor skiing. So I'd say you just retrofit that building. The, in, the indoor ski slopes in Dubai, you make the first ever slanted hockey rink, which would be appropriate considering how slanted the hockey rink has seemed in all of the Vegas Golden Knights games this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my pitch for next relocation. Shout uh, out to Duncan. Shout out to Duncan, British Columbia. Booyah. And uh, Duncan Keith. Probably from Duncan. Yeah. Duncan Keith, uh, the Kingslayer in every Vancouver Canucks mind. Yeah. Because we got slayed by the Kings when he gave Daniel Sedin a deliberate concussion. Daniel, what's your choice for the next place that the uh, NHL should go? I don't think it should go anywhere. I like that there's only 31 teams. Ooh, good I one. like that it's uneven. I think it's cool. It adds a bit of flair and a bit of funk. Okay, so what do you think? Why uh, is 31 the perfect number? Well, 31 is a perfect number because it's uneven. Uh huh. Because it's a prime number. It's a prime number. That's right. Prime numbers are actually scientifically quite important. Very scientifically important. They make up the number pi, and they're the reason for relativity. Um, other mm. than that, well, other than that, um, I you know what the 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 NHL shouldn't go down. They should go up. And how much better can you get than uh, Vegas? It's I think it's the peak of hockey in the world. Interesting. So we've reached we've reached our peak our mecca yeah we've reached our peak our mecca hockey's always been about crime and uh um deceit and sin yep and sin nothing like sin city i mean if a crime family isn't running the nhl in vegas then i don't want to be a hockey fan anymore interesting what do you feel about the fact that there's one division that has one division to rule them all one division uh, we've already heard your theories about the One Division Hockey League. Yeah, it's a great theory. Which came in tied for first for Fight of the Night mm-hmm. in previous episodes. But mm-hmm. what do you feel about the fact that a, a single division in the NHL has an easier path to the playoffs because it only has uh, one less team than every other division? Again, I think it's kind of fun. It's almost like it's a Mario game, you know, with shells and PD Piranhas thrown in to screw teams over unfairly. Interesting. I think it's cool. So fairness is the name of the game. Fairness is the name of the game. Yeah, it's almost like Batman's sort of like a Miyazaki Nintendo guru genius making a really fun video game for people to play. Because as long as the league is not fair, you can never complain that it should be fair. Yeah. It's like the kind of way that people that are really bad to their significant other can always say, what did you expect? I'm not good to you. Exactly. Exactly. So all these choices the Caribbean has been making is a systematic way to sort of gaslight us. Has he been making them? Whoever his Or is an international is. crime family running the NHL? We're just asking questions. We're just asking questions here. We're not saying anything. Concrete. 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 Okay, so 
we have two submissions for uh, how the league can be improved by further mm-hmm. expansion. Neither of us said the Seattle Sea Coyotes. I mean, that's just going to happen. It's so. going to happen, but that's not expansion. That's relocation. That's right. Hopefully not Ottawa. The Houston Senators will be a great capital for Canada, but that's not expansion as well. Our two suggestions have been... I can't wait to visit the... Har- the... I you got it. I can't wait to visit the Parliament buildings in Texas. Me neither. So the two suggestions have been no expansion and Dubai. Listeners, you can write in and vote, but for now we're going to have an unofficial straw poll on the count of three. We will both vote on which one we believe is the best choice on the count of three. One, two, three. Mine. Dubai. <gasps> I won! I think it's better. Oh, I almost chose yours, but I didn't think you were going to choose mine. Well, I did. Wow. I think Dubai would be really cool. I'd go see a Canucks game in Dubai. Yeah, if I were in Dubai. That is a hard travel, though. Hard travel. Better for the East Coast teams. Yeah. They'd definitely be a uh, Atlantic. Especially if they revert back to the old ways of travel, which is roving motorcycle gangs. Mm-hmm. We, gotta, we just wanted to check in on a safe bet. Yeah, let's uh, check in on a safe we're bet. Safe, checking in on a safe bet. Uh, is Stamkos injured? We Zamboni'd. Tampa Bay Lightning. Can't talk about him. Oh, okay. So we're not wrong yet. Safe bet turned into a we're not wrong segment. Interesting. It's kind Interesting. of a tapestry. Yeah. Which brings us now to the world of other sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. World of other sport. Yeah. World of other sport, yeah. Um, we have a huge story developing in uh, the world of American foot sport. Um, the title of this story is called Three's Company. Um, so I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, I didn't. Steve, but um, apparently there's a rift developing between uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Um, they're breaking up. Breaking up is never easy, I know. Um, it's really sad. They've been together for a long time. Um, it's not. It, it's not. They're not moving yet, but it's. We you know it's. It's. Uh, it's. It's moving towards that because there's. There's another man. There's another man. There's another man. Um, there's this guy named uh, Guerrero. He's been uh, Tom Brady's personal trainer for a long time. He's not technically uh, uh, on the Patriots staff. Apparently, there's a bit of a rift. Wow. Tom Brady sometimes likes to take notes from Guerrero and not from Belichick. And Belichick is not happy about it. That's incredible. Yeah. And you know those weird, stupid toques that Tom Brady sometimes wears? They look way too big. He kind of looks like Justin Bieber. Guerrero mm-hmm. will probably give him those toques. Probably said, this makes your head look more normal-sized. Yep. That's sad. You hate to see one of those classic romances, you know, the Brangelina. It's a classic romance, yeah. The Bra- Bradelichek. Bradelichek. You know? Brangelina. Just, I'm going to miss the tabloid um, headline covers. Uh, Is what was Belichick the J-Lo cheating? One? What was that one? Batfleck. Batfleck? 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 Gary Bettman and Ben Affleck. Man. Ben Affleck would be a great casting choice for the Gary Bettman story. Oh, we're writing it. The Gary Bettman story would be titled Slither On. Squeeze all the money. The Gary Bettman story. What sport is this? 
the Gary Bettman story. How to ruin something I love. Daniel Doney t- tells the Gary Bettman story. How to lose a Canadian franchise in 10 days. <laughs> Gary movie. I like Gary movie. Written by Gary Bettman. Written by Gary Bettman and the Wayans brothers. Classic. Oscar bait. That's sad that they're breaking up. Yeah, it's really sad. I gotta say, I'm I'm devastated by that. Yeah. Do you think that the, they'll be able to see other people? Do you think they'll stay friends? I hope so. I mean, they've been so... I would say that they're a power couple. They are a power couple. And uh, when a power couple breaks up, things explode. Totally. Very so, sad. It's almost like a dynasty is coming to an end. We're watching it happen. Greatest quarterback of all time. Belichick? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. That touchdown pass he threw Woo. that to himself. Time. You kidding me? I don't great. know why more quarterbacks don't throw touchdown passes to themselves. Just throw it straight up in the air and just run. And, like, um, you remember you used to play, um, what's that game? Lottery? Uh, jackpot. Jackpot. Why don't they play jackpot? That'd be great. Just throw well, I don't know why they don't do that more often. I feel like you'd have at least a 50% success rate. Just everybody run, just bomb it up into the end, just right straight up in the air. 50% chance. Why Somebody's going to catch it. That's called a Hail Mary. That's, there's a word for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it works. Why you is know. it called a Hail Mary? Um, religious, huh? I, I would guess it's because... Of the times that God sent a plague of hail hmm. upon Mary, Mary, Mother Mary, Mother Mary, to punish her for um, outliving Jesus, which she wasn't supposed to do. Right, the hail mother Mary. should die before the son. Yeah, I've heard that's the thing. It's in the, it's in the Bible. Yeah, I read that part. How many times have you read the Bible? I've read it a bunch of times. Yeah, Bible, the Bible, both. Really? Yeah. Wow. The, the Bible. Back to back. Bible That's... back to Bible. Bible back to Bible. <laughs> bottom of the Bible to you. The bottom of the Bible to you. That's the Irish uh, priest when he hits you in the head <laughs> with a Bible at a bar. Yeah. Not the glass. Okay, then. The Bible. I think there should be more religion in sports. You know what's funny is that one of the times when I was younger watching a uh, football game, do we talk about this on air? Not sure. Maybe. Do we talk about 99? Or was that before we recorded? Yeah, we talked about 99. On air. I think so. Well, let's talk about it again in just case. We can cut it out. Or we can just keep it in. Maybe the audience needs a refresher. Maybe <laughs> the audience is not paying attention. Which actually is I mean, we aren't, so. Clearly, we clearly aren't. We clearly are not. <laughs> well, yeah, an early memory watching the CFL was... Uh, <laughs> I really low, hope you've already told this story. Low levels of journalistic standards. Hey, we are not journalists. We've said it before on this podcast and stated it repeatedly. We're not journalists. We're We've not also stated repeatedly that we are. You be the judge. That's real journalism. Let the people be the judge. It's a democracy, not a fascist state. I agree. We're not run by a mafia, but we are afraid of the mafia. And we are reporting on a league run by a mafia. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of part of the mafia. Cool. Ooh. We're kind of like the mafia propaganda uh, yeah. engine, you know? Mafia propaganda baby. machine. It's like 
constantly like, oh, no, I think the boss is not happy with this one. Hey, we're open to sponsors. Yeah, I would love a sponsorship from the Mafia. Just saying. Email us. Mafia. Any Mafia. Russian Mafia. Vegas Mafia. Email hockeysportpodcast at gmail.com. And in the subject line, just write from the whatever Mafia you are. Yeah. That make it easier for us. We'll probably know based on their email. We'll probably be like Russian mob at gmail.com. Yeah, they all have their own style. Definitely. Uh, I'm excited that we are now at Miss Play of the Day. Oh, I love the Miss Play of the Day. Well, um, today's Miss Play of the Day is uh, featuring the San Jose Sharks. Um, apparently a bunch of sharks don't like Winnipeg. I can see that because uh, there's no ocean, so they can't swim there. That's right. And there's no seals, so they have nothing to eat. Right. And... Oh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, yep. We're talking about hockey. Yeah, not actual sharks. And also, I think sharks would be afraid of jets. They're very loud. Loud. Yeah. They go in air. They go in water. So I it's mean, confusing for them. Jet versus shark. Jet's going to win that fight 99% of the time. Yeah. Unless I, there was a shark in the cockpit with the fighter. Interesting. Jets versus sharks. Matt, it matters whether it's held in the air or in the water. I think we should definitely. A jet underwater is not going to do very well against a shark. That's right. Jets can't go underwater. So that you're right. That does depend. Flying sharks. How okay, many let's sharks just go could defeat a jet? Neutral How? territory. They're both in a UFC-style octagon. Yeah, still probably going to go with a jet. Just going to explode it. We yeah. should go through all the teams. Just at, We should do a tournament and see what would win in an actual fight. Love that idea. That's a great idea. Stay tuned. Uh, possibly episode eight. Yep. Uh, we're going to do a what would win in the, the fight of the names we can we can do a tournament and then we do so we do the first round bracket in one episode and the next round we continue it and the next episode we continue it okay 32 um, sorry 31 31 one 31, team baby. just gets a buy and that's a magic number which team do you think would get a buy uh out of that division one sec check the division check the division beep, 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 beep. check the division that sounds like a good sequel to the movie Check. Check the Division. It'd be Check 2, The Division. The Division. So in the central, obviously, someone would get a bye into the second round because they'd have no one to play. Uh-huh. So out of the Jets, the Predators, the Blues, the Stars, the Blackhawks, the Avalanches, and the Wild, which one of those uh, would be the first seeded team in our uh, Battle of the Names? Well, what are the Blues? Musical notes? Vibration. That's really loud. Vib- very loud vibration. Very loud vibration. That can be powerful. That can be very powerful. Very Depending loud. On how loud. Very loud vibrations can cause avalanches. Avalanches. I was just thinking that. Interesting. So that could be a pairing. So both of those two are going to square off. Uh, the Jets aren't going to play the Sharks right away because they're in the wrong division. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Predators versus the Wild makes sense. The Wild is the entire jungle? Ooh, how about the Blackhawks versus the Wild? As in, like, because... The Black Hawk Nation right. lived in the wild, the wilds of North yeah. America. We have to give one of these teams a bye, huh? Yeah. So those are two of the pairings. Uh, stars versus Jets. Stars. Like a real star? It could be like Brad Pitt. What do they mean by stars? I think they mean stars in the sky. Stars in the sky? How what a gonna... twinkly name. Yeah, but nothing's going to be a star. Okay, nothing's going to destroy everything. <laughs> 
Maybe we should just discount that one. Okay, maybe the Stars gets the buy. Stars gets the buy. Okay, Dallas Stars, you get a buy into the second round of Battle of the Names. Okay. You win this round, Stars. Once we figure out how exactly you'll factor into this uh, tournament, we'll be able to better understand who's the best matchup for you guys in round two. But for now, Winnipeg got some serious... Uh, heat thrown on him. Heat thrown on him. Yeah. Shade and dissing and uh, getting served. They all totally of them. got swerved on. They got very swerved. And I don't really get it. Uh, the San Jose Sharks. Some of the, the San Jose Sharks, I don't remember who said it. I'm sure if you care enough, if you look it up. Why do you need me to say it? Just look it up on your phone. Why are you listening to this podcast? Why are you listening if to this you podcast? you need to learn things. This, we're not journalists. Mm-hmm. Um, so this uh, great piece of journalism that we're reporting, uh, San Jose, one of the San Jose Sharks said, oh, I don't like Winnipeg. It's too cold and it's dark there. That's what they said. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. It's like a bizarre little uh, insult to throw at a perfectly lovely small Canadian town. Yeah. And I also think it, it, the heart it, what it does illustrate is it illustrates this divide that's starting. And we've covered it a bit with our uh, Dubai expansion discussion. But there is a have and have nots league mm-hmm. right now. There is a one percent league, and it is the hot places and the cold places. And 100%. the cold places are not doing so well. You got your Edmontons, you got your Winnipegs, Bing. you got your Ottawa's. Bing. The hot places: Bong. Vegas, great. San Jose, Blurp. or L.A. Kings. Chandler. doing great. Great, yeah, uh, bizarre. Players, and we know go. why it is. Players want to go. They want to go. They want to go to the nice sunny places. So I don't see why uh, the haves living in beautiful San Francisco region Mm -hmm. should be insulting Prairie Winnipeg. I mean, it shows where these players' heads are at. Do they want to go where the fan base is great or do they want to go where they can sit on the beach and be in the hot weather all the time? Selfish. Selfish. Live with the uh, global e commerce elite and you know what it's not gonna last they're playing a short game not a long game because you know what climate change is gonna happen and those places that they are right now are gonna be burned out desert holes of carnage and chaos and winnipeg is gonna be a beautiful summer retreat and you know where's gonna have ice nowhere nowhere no more hockey no more good luck feeding your family thornton which brings us to the highlight of the night you get a beard. You get a beard. You Everyone get a beard. Everyone gets a beard. Everyone gets a beard. Um, when you're a young player entering the league, mm-hmm. a supple young player, supple, young, toit, uh, there's a impulse mm-hmm. that's undeniable that you are looking up to these players. You're learning a lot from them. Right. They are stars in your mind. Yep. Heroes. Gods. Just for one day. And... We all would probably want to give into that impulse to take or ask for like a, an autograph or a souvenir. Mm-hmm. I think Nazim Kadri overdid it. I want DNA. That's what he wanted I too. Want blood, sweat, tears. Yeah, beard. He wanted a real keepsake, playing with one of the legends. And when uh, he saw that beautiful flowing mane in front of him, he just. Became a bit of a fanboy. He couldn't help himself. Yeah. A little starstruck. It was like a Beatlemania. It was. It was like Beatlemania. You uh, could see him on the bench. He was he, screaming. He couldn't believe Thornton was in the building with he him. He couldn't believe it. Yeah, that, that, I mean, people were calling it a fight, but we all know it was just him just trying to touch Thornton's face. Yeah, he was just trying to hug just him and kiss get him. Get him a piece of him. X's and O's. X's and O's. He wanted Thornton. Uh, 
and Thornton's a a very amazing hockey player, and he's for a young guy before. like Kadri, oh, he's dealt with it before. Yeah, he's been sure. there. He's been there. Uh, but you know, it's nice that he got a souvenir, mm-hmm. and I assume that uh, that was their way of possibly cloning Thornton so that they have uh, another line mate for Marlowe. Possible scheme. I mean, maybe Marlowe missed Thornton. Interesting. Do you think Marlowe put him up to it? I do now. I do. He said, I just... It's kind of nice. I, I can't sleep without the smell of that beard. Just I mean... Give me a piece. This this has been a podcast about incredible journalizing, but uh, it's also been journal a podcast... Journal sport. But it's also been a podcast about relationships and breakups. Mm, heartbreak. Heartbreak. 808 Growing up. Growing up. Adolescence. That uh, first sweet sting of failure. And I think that uh, Joe Thornton, as a young man, had a lot to give to Kadri, and I'm glad he gave so much. A handful of beard hair. Which brings us to our final segment of the night. Uh, we've been talking a lot about you, big smoking Joe Thornton, and your big, hot, smoking, ripped up beard. And uh, we got a little horoscope for you. Born on July 2nd, which makes you a cancer. Symbol looks like a 69. Ooh! So, Joe, it seems your ship is about to come in, Cancer. At least the planets seem to think so. Your years of cultivating business relationships will pay off in the form of increased sales or new business opportunities. Trade? Toronto? It seems this success spills over into your personal life as well. Life on the home front has never been more serene. You're the conductor of this melodious symphony that is your life. Congratulations. Mm. Mm. I think a frequent listener and friend of the pod, Joe Thornton, will uh, appreciate. I think so. The lessons. The lessons that we've taught, the lessons that we've learned. We've learned a lot today. We have learned a lot. I hope you guys have learned a lot too. Thank you for being with us here, being through this with us. Mm-hmm. I know there's been some ups, some downs. Some side to sides. A little side to side. Some ins, some outs, some all arounds. Some six steps and another dance move. What was that French song? Damn. In and out. You know that one? That one? Yeah. That's what our podcast has been like. To all of us, uh, to all of us here, to all of us here, the hockey sport sport podcast from you, the fans. Thank you, thank you, thank for doing the podcast, doing our jobs. Thank you for doing our jobs, doing it well, and coming back from the holiday seasons. We're back. It's 2018. It's a new year. And frankly, it's a new hockey sport. Was that good? I don't know if that was good. Was Should okay. we do it again? Yeah, I like it. Oh, I don't like it. I thought it was fine. Oh, it's too late. The music's starting. I think we're better at more of like a fade out kind of thing. Uh, than a I, I wanted to do like a punch at the music. The music's fine now. Are we get, we'll get another crack at it. Should we'll we be, do it again? Should I stop the music? Uh, no. Well, yeah. Okay, stop the music. Let's do it again. Okay, stop the music. Hockey Sport Podcast signing off. That's... Okay. That cue wasn't the music. very creative, was it? Don't cue it. As always, we'd like to thank 
many people that helped this hockey sport podcast uh, happen. Um, thank you. Thank you, producer Dan. Thank you, co-producer Steve. We're going to talk about the titles later. Thank you to uh, clips we've used uh, in this podcast and the uh, copyright owners that may own them. Thanks for all the army of hockey nerds that have put millions of YouTube videos, constantly recording, constantly cutting stuff up, putting it on YouTube. I don't know how you do it. It's millions of you. There's so many. It's incredible. And sometimes they're always, somehow they're always really bad. Yeah. Learn how to choose a good font, guys. Guys, here's a little tip for some highlight. If you're putting up a highlight package, don't don't put a Metallica song under it. Just I just oh, want to hear the yes. commentary. Don't just put it. Normal. Don't do it. I just want the sound of the game. I want to hear. Master of Puppets is yeah, not good for hockey. Don't put. Don't start with a straight blue colored image to start with your Twitter handle on it. Yeah, we don't need that. Just play the highlights. We play the highlights. Here to see. You'll get the views. We'll all be happy about it. Okay, well, we've complained about the people that help us out a lot, and I think that's a good way to end it. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will see you guys next week with the hockey sport podcast. Spank you. And spread night. Spread spite. Spy. Spy. Spy.